Hi folks, before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know. What up, my friends? It's 324 in the afternoon, and it's your good buddy Engineer Jim here on 84.4 H-E-R-P FM The Herp. Where we pile on the early 2000s pop hits and you're stuck with them. <laughs> yeah, baby. Say, if you're at the mall this weekend, the Herp will be there too in the food court right next to the Sabaros. So come say hello, take a selfie, and get some of our Herp. FM swag, including that 84.4 lip gloss everybody's talking about. So, speaking of love, this next one goes out from two guys who are always full of jam. So, be sure to give them a clap. That's Jay and Dad, baby! Oh yeah! Every time! So, here you go. I'll see you this weekend. It's Engineer Jim on 84.4, The Herb, and you're welcome. on the Jay and Dan podcast. <laughs> Dulzy looks like <laughs> You look like you should probably not be here. I probably should. Why I don't you go home? I would get a nurse to come over. Send the doctor over. <laughs> I'm down with the booty. My body is well trained. And then the bowels like, we're home, and then just yeah. start this. Here we go. Here we go. We're ready. Daddy's going to take care of us yeah. now. Guten Tag, They know at work, they're on lockdown. No, it's yeah, not going to happen no, here. But go to sleep. Night-night, bow, bow, bow. Everybody dance! <laughs> You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. It's the Super Bowl week, Jay and Dan podcast episode Woo! 98, the Brian Lawton podcast coming on this uh, this episode. Peyton Manning, Cam Newton, we're live from San Francisco. Vaughn Miller. Oh, we weren't invited to San Francisco. Katie Nolan. Ah, she's in San Francisco. Katie Nolan. Nope. That's <laughs> it's a new one. Mike is Mike is doing the drops this week. Yeah, because Patrick, Patrick's in San Francisco. Uh, Pat never sent me the Katie Nolan one. I don't have that. Pat, I've requested a, it, but uh, still waiting in his Twitter inbox. Headquarters. It did uh, not bad. Took till February for our first absenteeism. Yeah, from Pat. Uh, I will say this: when Mike does the recap, boy, that BG is blaring. Like you Again, crank up that BG. Bring it down eighty percent. Just eighty percent. Okay. No wow, taking. That got awkward. What a week. Uh... <laughs> Thanks for the feedback. <laughs> Just know you, you, can't, you can't hear what we're saying. Okay. We've been saying that in Fox Sports Live since we went to air. Everything, 80% less. 
Now, I will say that you managed to make last week's podcast seem like the most crazy experience of all time. Like, what were we doing last week? You were coughing. We were talking about I'm nurses. Still, I'm still uh, recovering. I had a... What has happened to you? Why are I, you so I, I had a viral sick? infection, and I think I popped my eardrum because my ears have still hadn't popped when we were on the uh, the podcast, and then I blew my nose, and then all of a sudden it was just like an explosion in my head. 2016. And my two the kids. year of Dan. They're still sick. They've been sick for two weeks, so something's going around. But I'm feeling better. Or maybe you caught something from someone you shouldn't have. 84.4 the herp. But <laughs> remember when we flew back last weekend, I was feeling it at the airport. Yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah. so. Uh, so maybe, anyway. maybe a little less time at Jumbo's clown room. Could try that lip gloss we've given out. <laughs> but uh, we're on the mend, and uh, we uh, had, had some big news this week, tweeted oh, out by uh, by uh, someone uh, reporting on the media saying Fox what? Sports Live was canceled. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, well, he didn't uh, technically say it was canceled, but he said they were changing it because of low ratings, which was not true. None of it was true. He He... <laughs> he tried to talk to Fox. Fox wouldn't talk to him, so he came to his own conclusions, I guess. And I guess uh, what happened was someone, they had a meeting last week. We've been working on a new format for our show for months now. Right, correct. Um, highlights are kind of going away down here in the United States, so we want to do a show more more similar, as I can't speak English, more similar to the podcast. Um, a little more chatty, a little more fun. Uh, that's what we're doing this week. We'll get to that in a second, but it's, it was all going well. And then they announced it to our staff in a staff meeting. And the day after the staff meeting, uh, <laughs> Richard Deitch of Sports Illustrated reports that, that someone has told him that we're being canceled due to r- low ratings. So clearly so long, my time here is up. Someone in that, we have a rat. On this staff, we There's have a rat. we have a rat on this staff, a scumbag, a piece of <laughs> who is speaking to someone he shouldn't have been mm-hmm. about <laughs> he knows nothing about, and that <laughs> and that person is no longer working on this show. And if I see him, I'll kick him right in the. Uh, <laughs> you know what they say. Loose lips sink ships. Indeed, oh, and yeah. that's why we bring in Ephraim Salam. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on in. Woo! Oh, this is exciting. Our NFL veteran, he's been here since day one. Yes. We are the only three that have been here since day since our first photo shoot for Fox Sports Live. Yes. The three people sitting right here. The only remaining ones. We're the, we're the survivors. We're special. We're special. Uh, you have a sticker on your glasses. Yeah. What is that? Why they is that? Yeah, the what? States to get a new life started. And then they found out they were getting deported. But then they checked the law, found a little known loophole. They could stay with me if I took on a new role. Me and my boys. I became their dad. If you think it's weird, well, screw you, jerk. <laughs> Let's so go through this. Sweet. Classic. You can only be with us Sweet. for a little bit because yeah. you have a meeting. Is it a pitch meeting for me and my boys, our sitcom that we've... Uh... I will bring it up to the people over at uh, Fox Alternative. Uh, I, oh. I will do that. Fox Alternative sounds I'm... dirty. I... <laughs> <laughs> 
I like this glasses look. What's going on? I'm here? just trying to make myself look smarter. Okay, that's fair it. Enough. I, you know, okay. it, I I put them on at home, and my wife was like, "Wow, you look intelligent," and I just ran with it. Now you, <laughs> we've, I, I, we've ran, been ran trying so hard to book you for this podcast. I mean, certainly uh, you've got so much on the go. Yeah, and, yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty popular, and, and, and you're constantly canceling on us. But finally, we got you here. Uh, how does it feel after two and a half years working together to finally appear on the podcast? I mean, this is it. Yeah, this is <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Okay. You waited two and a half years for this. Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> oh, we got left? <laughs> I'm, I'm honored to be here because every, I'm, literally every single person, past and present, who've worked at this network has been on this podcast but me. So I'm I'm extremely excited to be here. But here's the thing, they all yeah. leave. So we did we wanted you to stick around. It seems to be a curse if you come on this podcast, we never see the people That's again. Actually oh, true. This to, is probably the then. end of your <laughs> This is the end leave. of your time at Fox. I got Ephraim. bills and shit. I got to go. So Ephraim, ten years. That's how long you played? Ten years in the No, NFL? I played thirteen. Thirteen. Oh, yeah, but, good job. So, but you <laughs> see a lot of the guys. But you're I think a you know someone, right? A <laughs> friend. Hey, friend. You're a lineman, a violent position. Yes, violence. But you walk around like you don't limp around. Like you see a lot of these guys who played thirteen years of professional sports, and they're like hobbling around, like you can't get out of bed. But yeah. you, you look fine. I've also lost. 60 pounds yes, yeah. when I played. From the so. time we first met you, you've <laughs> yeah, lost, lost six, all that weight. Yeah, I, I, I was chubby and fat when uh, I first met you guys. You did not look guys. good. No, no, I didn't. No. I, I was always sweating. You know, <laughs> people would walk behind me like, is he going to faint? Is this the end? You know, uh, I just, I have two kids. I have a four-year-old and a 19-month-old, uh, both boys, and they are nonstop. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was just painful getting up and down off the ground playing running around the house so i decided uh that i was gonna lose the weight and become a normal human and just take some of that pressure off my body now if they come to you and say dad want to play football are you gonna say yes or no oh this is a debate my wife well it's not really a debate because we're on the same page uh, i don't want my boys to play football my wife definitely doesn't want them to play football because she was there during the times where, like, I broke both my hands in one year and still started 14 games, but was at home like an infant because I couldn't use my hands. So she, I couldn't, she was feeding me and stuff. And then she was watching me go out and play on Sundays, and she just was like, well, I, I don't understand what's going on here. Right. And I would never want my boys to feel that type of pain or the type of pain I have to still deal with today. So the answer would be, if when they were young, if they really wanted to play, I would let them try it for a year, maybe. But I, I, I wouldn't push it on them, and I, I honestly, I wouldn't really want them to. I always tell people I play football so my kids wouldn't have to. Uh, but at the same time, okay, they start playing. They've mm -hmm. got the the athletic skill and prowess of their dad. Suddenly, mm. recruits are, mm. are already talking to him. Jim Harbaugh's at their pee wee league <laughs> practice, uh, and, and he's like, "Hey, Ephraim, you don't have to pay for college. I'll pay for it, right? It's tempting." What I'm hoping is they'll be uh, geniuses. Number one, yeah, and number two is that they'll outgrow football in terms of height wise. They're projected to be six eleven and seven feet. What? what? <laughs> uh, screw <laughs> football. Let's go right to the NBA. Yeah. Right so, you know, just early, you know, predictions from the doctor in terms of their size. Like my four-year-old, he turned four and at the end of July, and he's already wearing size seven clothes. So it's 
the doctor's like, this is, doesn't even, you know, they have the charts they bring you in to say, well, you know, you're, you're in the 80 percentile, 90 percentile, so it has all these lines, and then the salams are up here. Yeah. Yeah, they're up, they're not even yeah, in and the. And I know who they're going to be dating. Jay's daughter. She's yeah. going to be tall. Oh, she's 100th yeah. percentile height, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, she's not allowed to date till oh, she's 50. Okay, that works for me. <laughs> 50 works. years old. She'll be like, can I come out of the apartment now? My Wait. vagina's dry. <laughs> Why does she have a walker at 50? Because she's like, her, her sense of like all social interaction is totally off. But that's what I want. I want her to be shut off from the world. It's so, not going to happen. So, Ephraim, we got your thoughts on football. Yeah. So do you see the player pipeline drying up eventually, or is there always going to be? It will because it'll be the moms. Like when concussion came out and I had moms coming up to me and grandmas, and they were just horrified. First they were looking at me like, are you okay, or am I going to start drooling at any moment? You should just like, start. You should play pl- practical joke on your whole family. And just, just sit gonna... at the dinner table and just start drooling. See, but that's not a joke because one day I might wake up. One day I might wake up yeah. like that, and they're just like, "Oh, he's just yeah, playing. He's, got... he's playing the joke he's just again." Playing. Come on with the, the boy fucking... who cried wolf. I, I'm standing there like I don't know how to put my pants on or anything like that. But it was, you know, watching that movie. It was, it was sobering. And it's it scared me because the guys in the movie were fine up until a certain point, and then they went just bad crazy. Like it mm-hmm. was just immediately like gone. And I don't want to wake up one day, you know, pissing on myself and stuff like that. It's it's extremely scary. So for parents being, you know, realizing that the NFL did not have. Uh, players' best interest at heart. And I know they're trying to do a lot right now, but they're still, you know, ha- making missteps. I-, I-, I think the parents are going to be less likely to send their kids out there to possibly have brain damage. Like, what type of parent would do that, you well, know? Well, Jay mentioned it. Say the parents are told, hey, you get a free education, and the parents are like, well, I can't yeah, but, afford I mean, it. So. How, how, I mean, how much is the free education worth, though? Like, I mean, hundreds you, of thousands of dollars. Yeah, but when you graduate with whatever degree you oh, have, I agree. you I don't agree. have yeah. any job options anyway. Like, if you really look at, you know, the society now in 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 terms of em- employment and education is so skewed, and it's so <laughs> it's like it used to be like if you go to college, yeah. Get a degree, get a job, get a good job, get a job right? with a company, you, get a you pension. Have to, you have to pay, but it doesn't work like that anymore no, no, at all. So, no. you know that whole carrot that they held across uh, over parents' heads, like, you know, we'll pay for the college and they can. Be, it, it doesn't, it doesn't resonate anymore to parents. It's just like, well, I'd rather them go to junior college and then, you know, whatever, whatever after that, and become Jersey Mike Subway sandwich artists. Uh, might as well. I mean, <laughs> hell. My nephew's eight and eighteen, and he just got a job at Vons, and he's making like ten fifty an hour. I'm Perfect. like, well, Jesus, right. that's what we're going to be doing because our show got canceled. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. we're in a prop closet this uh, week. Ephraim, can we talk about the beginning of the show a little bit of yes. Fox Sports Live? Yeah, and, and when it. we arrived, oh, and it was so exciting! Like there wasn't was so it? much excitement it's here. Like, right? Ooh, it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. we're gonna, it's the new thing. We're gonna take the world by storm. Yeah, yeah. And they had the big board. They had and, everything. Like we had, like spare no expense. It was like, remember Jurassic Park, the original Jurassic <laughs> yeah. Park, and you went on the tour, and they were just like, spare no expense. You yeah. know, he was walking around showing all of the stuff, and 
And that's how it was. Like yeah. I was like, wow, I was excited. I remember uh, Scott took us out all out to dinner, and we were in, like fancy posh Beverly Hills restaurant. And he's just like, I do this. This is what I do, and I hit home runs. And I <laughs> and I was like, well, hell, I'm just happy to be a part of it. <laughs> What and did Andy Roddick alone cost? Right. Like, what did he exactly. cost? So you look at the lineup, and I'm just like, okay, well, I know they had to pay Jay and Dan because they literally moved him from another country. Yeah, they paid us okay. a lot. Yeah. They have uh, Gary Payton, who's a Hall of Fame basketball player. Yeah, yeah. They have Andy Roddick, who's one of the most recognizable and well-known American tennis players ever. Correct. Yeah. Right? They have Donovan McNabb, who was an all-pro, six-time all-pro, Super Bowl quarterback, all of that, and then you have Ephraim Salam, who was <laughs> thirteen years in the league, offensive lineman. Went to the Super Bowl. Are we hiring those guys? <laughs> Are we hiring offensive linemen? But so, hey, look who's still standing. Yeah, look who's standing after all that. And, but my you know favorite why? because I don't cost a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite story still is when we we go, we do our oh, photo God. shoot. Oh, man, it was so you know what? They it, took us to a different l- building on the Fox lot yeah. to do the photo shoot, and it's set up, and it's massive. It was do miraculous. Have a picture around and, and, and we're no, just no, so buried. excited, and we're all getting together. It's Dan. It's me. It's Carissa. It's Donovan. It's Andy. Everybody. It's Gary. The whole crew. Ephraim's Ephraim, here. I'm there. I'm, and, I'm here. And, and, and the photographer says to you as we uh, get ready for a group shot. Um, uh, Ephraim? Uh, is it, uh, <laughs> Ephraim? 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 It's Ephraim. Hey, we're good. It's not enough space here right now. And I'm looking. I'm like, no, I'm actually in here. Like, I'm standing with them. It looks pretty good, right? We got some, we got borders. So I, I think I'm, I, I think I'm good. No, 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 no. What we want to do is we'll shoot you separate. All right. We want to shoot that. We like what this looks like here. We're going to shoot this and then we'll shoot you separate and then we'll put you in. And, and, then, and like, then your line was, but I'm here right now. I'm here right now. I'm literally standing next to Andy Roddick right now. Right now. Like, the I'm, look he was on like, your face was, was just, incredible. I, I couldn't believe it. And you know what? I saw a single tear. What, I, I, what, I, what I was saying in my head is I'm about to get fired. I swear to God. I was, I was like, I, I'm not going to even make the first show. Like, oh, but look, the, the thing you guys don't know is – that was one thing, right? That was one thing. And then they gave us our schedules, right? Right? They gave us our schedules. We launched in August. Yeah. So they gave us our schedule. August 17th, I think. What a moment for TV. So they gave us our schedule, and I was like, cool. They were like, this is going to be like a five-day-a-week thing. We're going to – this is us. Yeah. So I get my schedule, and I'm like, uh, I work on August 17th. Hmm. And then I don't work again until, <laughs> until what is that, the 30th of August? <laughs> I was like, uh, what is, excuse me? Like, I, I literally was like, I'm, I, don't, I don't work again <laughs> for two for, weeks. For two and a half weeks. Yeah, that's a, is that a good was gig. That's, hey, they don't want to overtax uh, you. <laughs> Like, yeah, right? all, like all kinds of 
was having like Mike Tyson was coming on. I was yeah. excited and all that. I, that I was so weird. The I champ. Didn't, I didn't get any of that though. I didn't get to do any of that. Like Mike Tyson doesn't know who I am because well, of that. Remember though, we were supposed to have like a special guest every night. Every night. Yeah. That was yeah. That didn't work. It lasted one night. <laughs> that did not work. It, it was had, the first night. It we was, had it was we the had, only we night. Had Mike Tyson. So <laughs> and then I think we had Dana White. We had uh, Dana White. Considering Mark we are, Cuban came. Dr. I, J. I was there for that. I was. I got to speak to Mark Cuban. Dr. J. No, because you had a tryout with the Mavs. I did. I did have a tryout with the with the Mavs. Uh, In my mind, I believed I can play in the NBA, but my body said you cannot. Stop right now. Yeah. No. None of that. Yeah. It it hurt all day, all night, (laughs) Uh, and we were staying like I was at the D League, so I was in the like a Best Western or something. Like I was just like I haven't. I don't know when the last what time I this? stayed in the best. Can you I, fit in a bed? I was here. like, "How do you guys get to games?" They were like, "Oh, we take vans and but, <laughs> we hitchhike." I said, <laughs> I, I, "I was literally like, so I went from flying to the games to now yeah. you're slumming it, buddy." But it was fun because yeah. all the guys were poor, and it was it was it was <laughs> no, good. Just happy to be it there. was good to yeah. see guys really fighting for a dream. I had been there before. I was a seventh round draft pick, so. My first three years in the league, I was poor. Like, I, I started all 19 games, including the Super Bowl, my rookie year. I only made $164,000 before taxes, which the, it may seem like a lot to people who don't know, but the person I was literally playing next to, my right guard, was making $6 million. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. 164000 yeah. Six million. They got their money's worth out of you that Yes. Year. Yeah. Oh, for the next three years. <laughs> wow. I didn't make a million dollars into my fourth year, and they wow. had to give it to me. They had to give it to me. Literally had to. But then after that, I'm a million. <laughs> now uh, you're loaded. Oh, Ephraim's got to get to a meeting. And, yeah, it is furs, furs and cars. And furs and cars. <laughs> the Ephraim Salam story. I slap people with money. <laughs> <laughs> it's Super Bowl week. we got to talk about it uh, before you go. Yes. Uh, who oh, are you yeah. taking? Uh, I like Carolina. Uh, oh, I think their man. defense, even though Denver Broncos, I, I, and I love the Denver Broncos. I had a great time playing for them. But Peyton Manning, to me, is not... Two years ago, Denver all day. Yeah. Even when they play, when they play Seattle, I was, you know, I was all about Denver and all of that. But what Seattle was able to do to expose Peyton Manning, it's been all downhill after that for him. His uh, his arm isn't strong enough anymore. That defense has kept them in the whole uh, the whole year. Yep. But they're going against a different animal with uh, the Carolina Panthers and, and, and Cam Newton. They just they're clicking right now. They're young. Yeah. They're having fun. They're clicking. And unless Peyton Manning could turn back the clock for a, a couple years, then they're going to be under a lot of pressure. They'll be able to get to Peyton Manning because he's not mobile. Cam Newton is extremely difficult to get and to. And if Cam wins a Super Bowl, he reaches a whole other level. Yeah, he like should. He's, he's going to be a After a the mega final superstar. horn blows mm-hmm. or the buzzer goes off, he should strip down naked and just mm-hmm. stand in the middle <laughs> yeah, of right, the field. Right in the middle. Just balls just display them for the world <laughs> because look at my nuts look at my testes my I'm nuts Cam are f- newton period 
Okay, that's a weird thing to do that's, after you win the Super Bowl. I think Bowl? that's exactly Take what you should do. That's the you best suggestion should. we've ever heard. Pull your nuts out right now. It's it's liberating. Lay them Everybody. on the table. Put your nuts All on the table. All three of us. Balls on the table. Balls out. Tulsi, you first. That's how, <laughs> <laughs> that's how this podcast is. It's balls out. Okay? The balls out it's podcast. It's balls I, out I gotta podcast. Say, I love that slogan for this podcast. Balls out, baby. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. I got to go. I got to go try uh, to make some money. from Salam, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. What a guy. Yeah, we'll see you tonight. They came to the States to get a new life started. And then they found out they were getting deported. No, you can keep playing. You can keep playing. I love it. So this, of course, is the theme song to our our aborted sitcom, Me and My Boys. For those of you who saw the Herd episode. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Exactly. We had it on the Herd episode. That, was, I was, a, that was a whirlwind visit, but we've been meaning to have Ephraim on literally for two and a half years. I have to say something. Uh, okay. <laughs> that was fantastic. He's a great guy. He's the best. And, like, he wasn't joking. Like, he, he's always so self-deprecating. Like, when he came on with us, he was right. I mean, all those other people were, were big stars, and he was like, who am I? And yet, he has persevered through all of it, <laughs> and, uh, and we're going to create a sitcom together. And we're all going to be big sitcom acting stars, and we're going to make a ton of money in syndication. So we mentioned we aren't in San Francisco, so obviously Ephraim's not there either. So we have two NFLers that mm-hmm. work on our show, uh, Sean Merriman, uh, the San Diego Chargers legend, and Ephraim Salam. But but they didn't go to the Super Bowl. No, they weren't invited because they only <laughs> there played are the only game. NFLers on payroll. Yeah, they they only played the game. Dan. <laughs> So why would you bring them to the Super Bowl? So yeah, we've been doing our show from a literal literal prop closet. Literal. literal <laughs> that's in behind our stage because uh, our stage that uh, Ephraim described with the, the big board and the massive studio. Massive is now, studio. It's now gone dark. Yeah, it's too expensive to, to keep running this studio. So we are, uh, we are in a little room doing our show. It's not been canceled. We're still doing it. Um, I will say this, the premise of us doing it out of the prop closet was that, you know, it was sort of a little inside fun joke that, you know, everyone else had gone to the Super Bowl except us. I will say though, the feedback for this show in this prop closet has been off the charts. Amazing on social media. People love it. I don't know what it is. Maybe when we get in a a smaller, more confined space, we're more relaxed or something like that. More intimate, more genuine. Yeah, there's something about it that people are really responding to. So I'm thinking, Toolsy, that going forward, we may be stuck in the closet, if you know what I'm saying. We want you to enjoy the show. 52 minutes in the closet with Jay and Dan. Who wants to see Toolsy's nuts? Ah, Who's hard? That's weird. Just whip them out, Cam. Yeah, Cam, just whip whip your pants down. Show off your balls to the world uh something we uh, forgot to mention last week when we were doing that labat conference I, I can't believe we didn't bring this up we interviewed ra dickey at the labat uh, sales conference in yes, toronto for an did. hour and what a stand-up guy was it an hour we interviewed him yes it flew by he was great he was unreal he, we've uh, heard some things about ra like mixed things maybe a little standoffish to to us he was Incredibly warm, friendly, and very revealing about his career, 100%. about former teammates and stuff. He yep. uh, called the Texas Rangers the the all steroid team when he was on it, and it was. <laughs> he Play said ball! there was like steroids hanging from the ceiling. Caminiti, Palmero, <laughs> Pudge, everybody. A Rod was on that one, um, but yeah, no, he was so great, and he had the crowd like 
in the palm of his hands. Like he was so riveting and so interesting to listen to. Had a great message. So yeah, I, I. I was really impressed with the match. That was a lot of fun. And then the Blue Jays made it official. They're having a dirt infield this year at the mm-hmm. Rogers Center because the Argos are now gone, so they don't have to lift it up all the time. So that's going to be... Yeah, it'll probably be a little bit better for everybody, I would say. It's going to be uh, very interesting to see. Uh, Tommy by Chong. The way, by the way, did you see... Sorry, before we get to the Canadian Wall of Fame, did you see BMO Field when we drove in? They're, like, expanding that massively. And they put, like, a roof over, so yeah. if it's a sunny day, you aren't... Cooking? Yeah, and and they're expanding it like they're they're adding seats because the Argos are going there. Man, if you're in Toronto, go see go see some Argos games, man. Just go there and get loaded. Yeah, Uber, it's, it's Uber, don't drive. Uber, new logo. Yeah, what is with that logo? It's dumb. What it's is fresh. it like a backwards C? Is it supposed the to be a U, U but lying? Cooper, Cooper. Is it like it? It's like <laughs> a, a U that passed out. <laughs> Why did they do that? Because it generates new buzz. People are talking about it. You're right, Dan. Tommy Chong is uh, on the Canadian Wall of Fame this week. This is exciting. I was uh, about six months ago uh, in a in a grocery store in Venice and uh, picking out some cheeses and meats. And I look over. Tommy Chong looks fantastic. Totally baked out of his mind. Just grabbing all sorts of goodies off the shelves. I wanted to approach him, but I was like, nah, he's got a buzz on him. <laughs> but then you'd have a great chat. You're like, hey, man, what are you buying? Yeah, what did you get, man? What? I need some of those, man. Gummy bears? What aisle? I wonder if he goes a day of his life without someone offering him a joint or, hey, you want to have a smoke with me or something. Probably Jim, not. Jim, what do you think? No chance, right? Just like Willie Nelson, no chance Willie goes anywhere without a million people having a joint ready Why to not, eh? Everyone's ready to burn down. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's ready. Burn it down, man. Uh, well, well, we've got here, Jim. Why don't we play a little 60 Yeah, of let's Engine do it. Here's the stinger. Jam in with Jimmers. Those new to the podcast, our award-winning engineer, Engineer Jim, has worked with some of the biggest names in uh, recording music history, and uh, we grill him to see if he has a connection to... Name suggested by you. This first one from Metal Matt, Marilyn Manson. <laughs> really, for Marilyn Manson? Okay, okay, that's a. It's more like uh, Pet Shop Boys. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. A couple of connections. Uh, one is his equipment locker, where he keeps all his gear for the band. Is right next to my equipment locker. What? Oh yeah, baby. Does it got a funky odor to it? <laughs> no, but he's got awesome set pieces and stuff there. So when you say that, describe that to. I'm kind of fascinated by this. Just a storage facility yeah. where people keep all sorts of music. Huge. Here. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. And uh, you know, there's rehearsal spaces and all that stuff there. And uh, what do you keep in your equipment locker? Uh, other than a lot of guns. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, you know, a lot of guitar amps, you know, cool. uh, Marshalls and Ampeg bass amps and, uh, drums, guitars, all sorts of stuff. And I have, you know, racks of microphone preamps and equalizers and all sorts of Jesus. outboard gear to make big rock records. And do you have like, you always see in recording studios, people have like these carpets. Do you have carpets in there? Uh, to get in, that perfect sound. In, yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, I, I don't have carpets in my locker. Wow. I didn't know if people record 
do uh, musicians do that? Use oh yeah, the certain yeah, things every yeah. single time. Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, you know, I I don't know. I've gone out carpet shopping. <laughs> wow, and bought tons of Persian rugs for for Slash when I worked for him a lot, and and same for Billy Bob, absolutely. And uh, you know, had him in the studios. Bought specific ones to take on tour, so to do the whole stage with the big Persian rugs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Makes a huge difference. Huge difference. Fascinating. I love that Plus, it's a cool vibe. And, like, if you ever go see, like, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, you know, like, uh, Graham likes to play barefoot, and it's always... You know, Persian rugs on the stage and stuff, and it's great. Such it's, a it's really cool. Yeah, it's about time we heard from Marilyn Manson uh, musically. We haven't. He hasn't done anything in is, the last ten he years. Acting has he? now, maybe or something. Uh, you know, yeah, the last he, he was in the uh, American Horror Story. Was he with Lady Gaga? I think so with the gags. Let me, let me check. Uh, and uh, uh, I, he was just doing something recently. Stella McCartney had. Uh, done uh, her fashion line they went actually showed it at amoeba records and uh, he was over there i think he was jamming with johnny depp and uh, a bunch of guys uh you know johnny has that band hollywood vampires with uh joe perry and alice cooper and really i did pretty cool vampire diaries i was way off he was marilyn manson was on vampire diaries Weird. But, um, and my other connection to him is, uh, uh, his guitar player, John Five. I recorded, I recorded John Five for a Japanese artist. We did a, uh, record that had all sorts of guys on it. Wait, um, a Japanese artist? How does it, who is, is uh, man. Is like some, like, pop star in Japan? A long kind of time thing? ago. Yeah. Huge pop star in wow, Japan. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. You have, yeah. like, translators and stuff. And oh, you're like, yeah. Can you tell, uh, yeah. This guy that I need him to sing a little more concisely or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it was great. We had, uh, you know, Vivian Campbell, um, you know, from uh, Def Leopard, Leopard yeah. and uh, Matt and Duff played on it. Uh, a lot of different guitar players. It was it was pretty cool. Simon Phillips played drums on it. Uh, uh, Percaros from... Um, Toto, we uh, it was like a super group. Sounds Steve like Hunter it. used to play with Alice Cooper. A lot of killer musicians on there. With his, so how did they end up playing with this Japanese pop star? Uh, you know, money. We, yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Scratch. Yeah, yeah. Right. The guy just had literally his manager and label. Literally, you know, you'd come in every whatever day he had. Boxes of cash. Boxes of cash. Boxes yeah, of cash. I love yeah. that. Oh, it we was awesome. An- we got another one here, Jim. Yeah, I like okay. this one. From Chris Burnham and Matt Reed, it's uh, Tool, Maynard James Keenan, his band Tool. Yes. Yes. Um, their, their former manager is a friend of mine. Uh, our kids actually went to preschool together. Um, I love those stories. That's uh, so very L.A. for that. Yeah, album. yeah. Uh, Ted Gardner. He's uh, actually Australian guy. He's back in Australia now. And he used to also um, manage uh, Jane's Addiction. And he and Perry Farrell were the guys that actually started Lollapalooza. No way. Yeah. 
So they're still making money off that. Still making money off it, yes. Absolutely. I mean, man, you got to give Perry Farrell credit for that. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. He almost kind of started this whole festival, you know, got it going again. I mean, I realize there are festivals yeah. back in the 60s and stuff. I think, I think Ted's relationship with Tool might not have ended so well. Oh, really? But um, I know he had a lot of fondness for those guys. He really liked them. And uh, also... Um, guy who plays in a perfect circle the drummer in a perfect circle josh freeze is a buddy of mine and i've produced him on a bunch of records and at are they one still time, putting out records perfect circle uh, uh not for not a while. for a while yeah i think i read somewhere that tool was going to get back together yeah and i think that. josh might have been the guy that was doing some the last few tool shows and stuff i i could be wrong about that don't quote me on that jim, but i think so jim are you excited for me you and tools lead all hang at coachella oh yeah oh man that's gonna be fun which 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 week i'm going second weekend second weekend second okay. weekend to coachella i'll be there uh guns is playing mexico city too now what oh wow. yeah oh man that's now, gonna that'll be, be a good time that'll be fun That'll that be will be fun. insane. Bring your lip gloss. <laughs> <laughs> did we already ask this question? I just saw straight out of Compton. Um, did you have any dealings with uh, the original manager? Uh, oh, Jerry Heller. Yeah. Because he's now suing them because of defamation of character, I guess, from that movie. Yeah. So um, for a brief minute, uh, when Slash was sort of between managers and stuff, this was around the time of the second Snake Pit record, uh, before he went and did his first sort of solo album, uh, Jerry came over and I, I don't know, they were talking about him wanting to represent him for a brief minute. I don't think it ever transpired, but I, I met him one night over yeah. at the house and, and uh, um, the guy Maybe. who plays keyboards with uh, guns, like utility guy Teddy Teddy Zigzag, <laughs> he's a great guy. Uh, Teddy Zigzag and uh, horn player that played with the NWA guys, uh, Jimmy Z. Uh, those guys had a lot of uh, run-ins with Jerry Heller. <laughs> D- uh, Jim, some friends. Jim, does does Teddy Zigzag? You like to roll a, a joint on occasion? Teddy Zigzag is the man. <laughs> he, the guy is brilliant. And he's played with everybody. Uh, again, Alice Cooper, Carol King, Guns N' Roses, you you name it. He's he's the man. Good man, guy. I'm so excited about Coachella. The best part will be Toolsy, flowers in his hair, tats Snapping. all over his body, a, 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 a muscle shirt. I'm only going if Ephraim goes. I don't think that's likely. No, Ephraim, you don't want to go. Yeah? Yeah. So if Ephraim agrees to go, you'll go to Coachella. Yeah. Guaranteed. 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 <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. Uh, They'd be great headlining Coachella. Uh, it's time to... So you guys would just be Xing the whole time. Oh, you big time MDMA all in... weekend. It'll be nonstop. Wow. Uh, we'll drop it on Friday. Probably uh, a dose worthy of like three, four weeks worth, but we'll only ride it out for the weekend. It's 96.9. <laughs> wow. Should we yeah. touch our bags? 
Yeah, let's do it. Get to it's our time to uh, touch their bag. Our viewer the emails. The Jay and Dan mailbag. Uh, we get a lot of them. You go to jandan.com and then you you click a uh, right upper right hand corner. I think that's where it is. It's contact, I think. Yeah, contact, contact us. Uh, this one's from Jack Fleming. Hey, boys. Uh, love the pod. Long-time listener. First-time emailer. Anyways, after hearing Toolsy's story about his MacBook <laughs> and the hot tub story, <laughs> tried to make an effort to keep liquids away from my Mac, and yet somehow I managed to spill my coffee onto my laptop in the middle of a law lecture, so I try as fast as I can to clean it up with my shirt, and somehow, miraculously, I did not break my MacBook. Anyway, keep up the great work. Okay. Thanks, Jack. Didn't break his MacBook. Okay. All right. <laughs> You're going surfing on the internet. Here's one from uh, Marco and, <clears throat> oh boy, Palomino Clubbing. It says, uh, hey, bods, love the podcast. You guys rule in Canada. Misses you. I'm just a potato farmer, not from Peterborough, but from a small town called Carmen, Manitoba, home of Eddie Belfour. Also was the home of terrible Teddy Green for a while. Anyways, writing because Dan was saying he'd like to get up to Winnipeg for a Jets game. Yes. And I thought, why not extend a formal invitation in case you guys are just waiting for a local bod to ask? Why not, eh? You guys keep doing what you're doing and making Canada proud. I'll keep listening and laughing along. By the way, speaking of the Palomino, I don't know if you saw on uh, Twitter today, Dan, they took down the signs from the Palomino today. They took it down. So those, those beautiful neon signs on Portage Avenue, they're gone. I wonder where they'll go. Maybe in a museum? Yeah. You got to keep those old signs. That's the one thing I love about driving around LA. There are so many cool signs, like liquor store signs. Yeah, yeah. The all those old like signs from the '60s and stuff. If you go to Vegas, there's that. Isn't there that like lot that you can go to with all the old Vegas signs in it? Isn't yeah. like a museum? Yeah, I don't. Know. Well, there's the Mona Museum of Neon. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know if that's it. That's but in yeah. LA though. All, all yeah, you know, if you go to Vegas, there's a there's a museum where you can see all the old Vegas signs, like from the the old casinos. They've they've got them there. It's supposedly pretty cool. Signs, signs everywhere. Signs. There's also a place on. Uh, it's called the Neon Museum on La Brea or La Cienega here, where they have all old signs, but you can buy them. Oh, perfect. Maybe like we should buy one. And old slot machines. It's on La Brea. Yeah. Julesy, why don't you put a slot machine in your house? Then you don't have to go to Vegas. Don't like the slots, really. Uh, Jeremy Taggart uh, is joining us. Oh, he, boy. He, he couldn't be here last week because he was on stage. I believe you were in Halifax, Taggart? Yeah, we were doing a two-night stand at the uh, wonderful Carlton. Uh, the Carlton uh, wonderful, I don't know, I remember Mike Campbell from the Much Music Days. Yeah, yep. Mike and Mike's excellent cross-Canada adventures. Yeah, he, that's what he does now, and uh, it's a beautiful building, and... Uh, yeah, we had two nights sold out in that, and then we just rocked out to PEI and then Moncton and Freddie. Now, uh, first of all, we were actually on our way back to L.A., and I, saw, I was following you on Twitter. You you missed your first flight out to Halifax, and then what happened? It was like it was like crazy planes, trains, and automobiles. It, kind it of thing. really was, yeah. It was like, uh, or at least the terminal with Tom Hanks. <laughs> because I, I got there super early, and uh, it was one of those things, like, I was trying to get there for seven, flight was at eight, not the big deal, you know, plenty of time, and uh, we we missed the exit, but the, the, uh, the godfather of my kids, a great, great guy, but we missed that exit on the 427, and you guys know how you got to backtrack oh, at yeah, Eglinton. Yeah. 
Oh, it's man. like 15 minutes if there's traffic. So I didn't really get to the to the actual check-in <laughs> until like 7.30, and they're like, no way. <laughs> Forget it. Get out. <laughs> so I went on the standby flight at noon, and they're like, oh, yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll, no, yeah, we'll get you on there. And then I'm waiting there, and they, they call out, like, one lady that was there, and then that was it. And all of a sudden, I see them packing up the gates. I'm like, what? <laughs> Hey, you, you forgot me! I, you said I was getting in, like, no sweat. And I say, well, there's another one at 2.40, and at this point, if I miss the, the 2.40, I'm, I'm going to miss the showtime. Oh, man. So I, the 2.40, it's like... Well, I don't know. So I started tweeting at Air Canada, starting to rise a ruckus, trying to do everything I could. <laughs> and they're like, "Well, we we think we we think we could get you on, but we're not sure." And, and I'm like, I, "I had to buy another ticket. I had Jonathan on the other line, just doing work in the technical side, just in case something went awry." So I I bought a WestJet ticket for three o'clock. Oh and man! I was literally literally on the terminal you know, on the train to get to, to Terminal 2. And Air Canada is like, we got your seat. Can you turn around? And it's like, no, because I already got my bag out of baggage, packing it because it was full of merchandise, 140 bucks extra on the baggage fee. Oh, man. Not getting that back. For <laughs> <laughs> so it was a big <laughs> show of a day. I didn't get in until like 7 o'clock. Oh, man. Did you make the show, though? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was all good. Oh well, that uh, that's a good story. I mean, it is. oh man, that must be nerve wracking. So you're at the uh, airport for like eight hours. Yeah, just standing around like a loser. Like you like Tom, <laughs> like Tom Hanks in the terminal, in which yeah. he played a guy from a fictional country that didn't exist. No way. Of yeah. course you know that, Jay. <laughs> yeah, well, well, why would he play? Why, you're the why, only guy that's seen that movie, I think. Why wouldn't they just have him come from a real country? Like, I know, what? it doesn't make any sense, and he can't understand any, what anyone's saying, so that's why he's like, oh, okay, I got a flight in 10 minutes, all right, I'll just sit over here. Meanwhile, they're like, no, you, you get a hotel for the night. You know what I think it was, Jeremy? I think that, that he's probably, like, originally from, say, Estonia, let's say, and they're yeah. like, can you do an Estonian accent? And he yeah. tried and tried, and they're like, it's not quite right. You know what? F*** it, we'll just make up a country, and then they can't <laughs> call you. Some, anymore. like, hodgepodge of... <laughs> Eastern European countries. <laughs> so, Jeremy, how was the East Coast hospitality? Yeah, yeah let's it hear it. It was fantastic. The people there are just so un- awesome and nice. And we uh, we ended up, uh, it felt a lot like Sask- Saskatchewan, you know, yep. that same yep. kind of real earthy people. And they're really proud of, the, proud of the tradition and history and the people that are around. And it's like a lot of farmers and it's just the whole other, just kind of like, I don't know. It seems like 1975 version of rural Ontario that I used to live in. You know, yeah. It it, it makes you want to move there. Dan and I always say it when we did the craft celebration to our our favorite stops to the west were Saskatchewan and the east. Yeah, we Atlanta, never got Canada. to go to PEI. We saw the bridge oh, to PEI. That's great. Yeah, man. Good stuff. Good times. It was a blast. Tons of people. It was nuts. The whole tour was fantastic. Did you make it to the lower deck in Halifax? No, and you know, you guys would be surprised. Uh, the people aren't downtown like they used to be in Halifax. You remember how Pizza Corner was always yeah, jammed? Yeah. Oh yeah. Every night, there's nobody there. Why? Like, What's happened? I don't know. Either the college students are sitting in their dorms, rubbing their nipples, and listening to EDM. <laughs> 
All fired up on MDMA. Rubbing their nipples and listening to EDM. That's what college kids do now. Too. That's what they do? I guess. They're not going out to concerts like we used to. You don't have to be in college to do that. Though. <laughs> no, but like it used to be all the because co- there's all the colleges around, you know, that yeah. it's always swarming. They're there. There's still the population of students, but they just don't go out to the bars like back when we remembered it you know like even 10 years ago but rubbing your nipples when you're on drugs is pretty cool <laughs> especially with glow sticks firing them both uh Taggart, thanks for coming on we love buddy. you buddy all right guys love you too See you, buddy and we have a, a special guest now joel clatt just joel clatt in. yes jo- joel clatt our college football insider oh, our number oh, one oh, analyst oh. on the network Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, we gotta hug, hug it out. Hug it out. Ooh. 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 We haven't seen you in a while, Joel. Yeah, Clark. yeah. Oh, I know. I'm bored out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to? Just oh, hanging out, waiting for people to call? Yeah, just uh, <laughs> waiting to come on this podcast for weeks. No, I've, I've been spending a lot of time with my family. It's actually my wife's birthday today, so oh, I nice. thought i got to get out of the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got planned? Yeah, what are you doing? You're going to go out Manhattan Beach? You're going go to go uh, to... No, yeah, no, we're, we're not MB actually. Post. We... We, I like that place a yeah. lot, by the way. Small plates. <laughs> you like and sharing. expensive. Yeah. Expensive. Yeah. Pl- yeah, expensive small plates. I'll have uh, yeah. four yeah. of the Brussels sprouts, please. <laughs> yes, four orders, because you give me exactly two Brussels sprouts in the entire skillet. You get to taste a little bit of everything. Yes, you do. And not leave full. <laughs> we're, we're not doing anything. We, we kind of had her birthday day. Uh, already previous so we we woke up and we went down to uncle bill's pancake house which is our favorite because uh, the boys love it and uh, we hung out i sent her up to the terranea for like a little spa day and then i had the kids and then when she got home i came into work that was it. That that's was that's, it. that's the big day. And do you that's bake a cake day. and bury uh, quarters, no. <laughs> quarters and nickels and dimes in it? No, no, I'm not making it hail with a birthday cake. No. Um, do I, people still do those cakes? Because that seems I don't super know. dangerous. It is yeah, extremely dangerous. I, I've never Why heard of we, that. Yeah. yeah, we did that. My all the mom time. would do it. And, really? Yeah. Is it a Canadian wrap, thing? I, maybe it is. I don't I know. And you wrap the coins in Saran wrap and put them. Why? I don't think we did that. I think we just give them money. No, because you were finding money in your cake. Why did we just put money on the table and eat a normal cake? <laughs> because each, each bite, you're I'm, like, is this the one I die? <laughs> no, quarter. Will, will this be the moment I choke and I'm we have to call the EMT? Scared to death to eat, like, fish because I feel like there's going to be a fish bone in it. And you've just ruined cake for me now because I'll be thinking that I'm about to swallow a penny. <laughs> no. <Every time. laughs> No more pennies in Canada. You don't have to worry about that. Oh, you, they, they got rid of the penny. Got rid of them. How's that working out for you? Great. I don't, Less nobody change. notices. Nobody notices. <laughs> no. But then they made the $1 a, a coin, so they f***ed that up. Why? I don't Nobody know. Nobody likes carrying around I change in their so pocket. I hate so much. I hate loonies and toonies. Oh, I, it's not man. patriotic of me, but I love paper money. Yeah. Give me that paper money, yeah. man. Give me, I, I'm with you. Give me something that folds give, rather than jingles. G- give me something I can do this at at the strip club. Just that. There you go. Yeah. And, well, I mean, uh, the strippers can't be happy about it. No, no. If you go to Alberta, those coins, they. This is true. You ha- And this is true, Joel. If you go to an Alberta strip club. Which I won't. So this is, this yes. is it. The ladies will you, dance, okay? And you have the coins, you have the loonies and toonies. 
Looney is the one dollar. The Toonie is the two dollar. You throw them and try to hit their vaginas. Stop it. <laughs> yes. That's Stop how you it. tip strippers in Alberta Strip Club. Stop it. They'll usually yeah. hold up like an eight by ten of themselves so you have something to aim for. It's so bizarre. Uh, then they hold it right at their vaginas. But that is an actual fact. I, so can't wait for our road trip. I guess. Man, that sounds awful. <laughs> That's almost worse than a cake full of coins. Uh, yeah. I'm. This, this really went down an interesting road because hey. of the... Coin cake. Um, Do you have no, a clap I, chat I bought, for us? I bought nothing bunt cake, you know, the buntinis. Have you ever had those? No. They're like little cupcakes. If anybody else had buntinis, no. they're delicious. Yeah? Okay. Yes. I'm going to give that a try. Yeah. You have absolutely. a clap chat for us? Uh, yeah, of course. What would you like to hear about? I've got plenty. Anything. I've got Brando clat chats. I've got minor league Let's, baseball clat you, chats. You had, you had me at Brando. Okay, okay let's Boom. hear this. So Here we Tim go. Brando, uh, awesome guy, play-by-play guy for the guest, network. Previous yep. guest on the podcast. <laughs> he spoke a while. Basketball, football, it does it all. I love Brando. <laughs> First of all, that's where I have to start the clat chat is that I literally love Tim Brando. He's the best. Not quite like a father, more like a stuffed animal, um, <laughs> but I love him. Yeah, I love him. He's got a wonderful family. His wife, Terry, is an amazing uh, woman. Um, so I, this is, with all loving respect, I, yeah. I tell this story about Brando. Uh, you also know Mike Pereira very well. We do. And the two, I don't know if they're similar in age. Are they similar in age? Uh, probably pretty maybe, close. Maybe close, yeah. right? Yeah, I would say and so. And so when you're talking about like the pendulum, they couldn't be on further <laughs> ends of the pendulum, the spectrum, if you will, yeah. Mike Pereira and uh, Tim Brando. So last year, um, I was doing the Thursday night games with Tim, and then I would come back in in the studio. And sometimes if it was a big enough game, because that was the only game going on, Mike Pereira, instead of being in the studio and, and having the cost of like firing up the entire studio, he would just come to the game and sit in the booth so that we would have him there as our rules analyst rather than have him here in Los Angeles. Great benefit. I love it, you know, standing there as an analyst with Mike Pereira because he's so good. And and obviously, you know, he can help both Tim and I out on the entire broadcast. So he he came out and we were doing it was actually a Friday night. We did Thursday or Friday. It was a Friday night game in Levi Stadium. It was Oregon against Cal uh, up against the World Series, which was the San Francisco, uh, Kansas City Royals World Series. I was excited about it. Marcus Mariota was there, <clears throat> and Tim was excited about it. And it was kind of um, a dress rehearsal for us for the Pac-12 championship game because that that's a game that Tim and I were going to call later in the year at Levi Stadium. So our crew could do the game there, and we would all get a lay of the land before actually doing that game, which was uh, going to be a, an enormous broadcast for us on Fox. So <laughs> you you got to have to that, – that's just, a, just the, the – tone setter there that's what's going on and you have to understand brando a little bit so two cents on his on the backstory if you're around tim brando you immediately realize that he is like a mixture of tom brokaw and and um Who's the the anchor man? Ron Burgundy like <laughs> um, like he is he's that guy and he's that guy at four in the afternoon or when the red light goes on at 7 p.m. Same and he's guy, on the air. Day. I mean, he is Brando all the time, <laughs> <laughs> which makes him just a beautiful, beautiful man. And so <laughs> Brando will t- be talking, you know, call his wife in the car. 
And, you know, first of all, he's the type, well, uh, you and I will be having a different conversation. You know, there'll be six people in the car while driving to the stadium or, or doing something and going to a production meal or something. And he'll be like, yeah, 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 and want to talk over the entire car <laughs> on his conversation. So he's not like the, yeah, you know, hey, babe, how you doing? Yeah, we're going yeah. to dinner. Call you afterwards, you know. Yeah. And then like, oh, yeah, that was, that was my wife. Oh, yeah, tell her hello next time you talk to her. That's kind of normal person's <laughs> behavior for like a phone call in a crowded car. And Brando is always like, yeah, hey, babe. Say hello to Terry, everybody. <laughs> and everyone, someone's like, holds up one, two, three. Hello, Terry. You know, like everybody has to talk with Terry. In you, in Sometimes unison. he'll even like, oh, guys, it's Terry. Speakerphone. Oh, no. <laughs> right in the car. We're all like, what's going on? What's we're going having on? a conference call with Terry right now. One of now. the first games I ever did, did with him, uh, we were driving to the stadium for the game. And I'm, you guys know me well enough to know, like, a game for me is a big deal, yeah, right? I, I put a lot of effort you into do. those games, oh, yeah. a lot of work. And so on the way there, normally that's what I'm thinking about. And I'm kind of in my own element, my mm -hmm. own world. And Brando's on a phone call and he's talking about he's he's calling his own house Chateau Brando on the phone call to his own wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it like totally got me out of my element. I was like, what is what's going on over here? And he's like, so who's all coming to Chateau Brando tonight for my broadcast? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's coming. Oh, good. Is he bringing his wife? And, like, you can tell she's naming people. They're throwing an event it's because he's calling to watch the game he's broadcasting. To watch the game that yes. he's broadcasting at his great. house. He's so the this, he's the best. Okay, so that's how – that's Brando. <laughs> and so now we're at Levi's with Mike Pereira. And Mike Pereira loves his job. He's wonderful at rules. As soon as the light is off, though – he wants a Tito's, you oh, know. Yeah. He um, th then he's a guy's guy. Yes, yeah. and and he he wants to joke around, you know, th this or that. So because of that, th their personalities are exactly opposite. So the game ends. Oregon beats Cal. When whenever a game ended, Brando was like on a high. He wanted to, you know, have eighteen drink. I mean, he was just like, <laughs> "Where are we going? This is the best, Brando, <laughs> Brando." Calling himself Brando, all this stuff. And so <laughs> it's an NFL stadium, which means it's going to be difficult to get out, right? right? right. The getaway is going to be tough because there's only a couple of ways out. San Jose, that whole area, Santa Cruz. What is it? No, yeah. Santa, Santa Cruz. Whatever. Santa, Santa, Clara. Santa, Clara. Santa Clara. Santa Clara. And and it's a difficult stadium to get out of to get back to our hotel. So it's kind of like getting the first car you can so you can try to get out of there. And so I just see a car, and so I kind of, like, jump in, and Mike jumps into my left, and I'm like, perfect. And so I'm, like, in the middle, and then Brando gets in on my right. So I'm I'm sitting B wow. in, like, the back of a Nissan Sentra, you know, like a, a Ultima, <laughs> a rental car. And Mike and I are kind of jammed up, and Brando has these boards that are the size of this table. And so he's, like, putting them in. He doesn't want to put them in the trunk because he doesn't want to bend them. I'm like, the game is over. Like, bend your boards. <laughs> And he's just like plops down, like gives air to his boys. And I'm like jammed up against Pereira and my head's up against the ceiling. And the two guys up front, I think our director was up there and, and mm. one other guy, I think Max Linewald, our assist, uh, AD, and then and someone else, maybe our director, Doug Freeman, they were driving and sitting shotgun. And since it was difficult to get out, they just had the map going, the Google map. So... There's some discussion in the car about, like, where we're going. <laughs> you know, like, how are we getting out of, of Levi's Stadium? And and 
so there's two maps open now, and Pereira's like, just get me to a bar. I want a Tito's. And he's to my left, and I'm kind of laughing. And then I hear Brando's phone ring, and I'm like, this no, is no. going to be amazing. <laughs> and so he grabs the phone, like, you know, hey. Oh, yeah, hey, say hello to Terry, everybody. <laughs> and there's, like, massive conversation going on about where we're going, how we're, like, no, take this left. No, 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 That right, that right. And he's like, guys, guys, say hello to Terry. <laughs> say hello. <laughs> Joel, do it now. <laughs> She's at the chateau. <laughs> no, say Hello. <laughs> Hello, Terry. I love you. And now the front seat is starting to get mad because they're having to talk higher than Brando. Brando So now we're having like the close, like you're at a bar and you're having to raise your conversation level over the conversation levels around you in order to hear. And that's what's going on between the front seat and Brando's phone call. Must be definite. So Brando is going up, you know, like he's going up because he's like, hey, I got everyone needs to hear this phone conversation with Terry. And the front seat's like, left, 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 right, left. Tim's in the back. Did you like the line that I opened with? Terry, the open of the show. It was about pinball. (laughs) He's shouting into the phone. The front seat is shouting. And I'm kind of giggling. And I look over. And now I'm basically on top of Pereira. And Pereira's kind of like below my left shoulder. And I look over at Pereira. And he looks up and he goes, is this effing guy serious? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Brando, Tim, I love you dearly. <laughs> what a guy! I wish I could. Oh, I'd, I'd love to be in a, in a cross country road trip with Brando. It's you, <laughs> it's you, Pereira, and Brando in the back seat. Me and Toolsy in the front, and Terry on the phone. Uh, Terry on the phone. <laughs> the whole time. It would be so good. We're going through the Grand Canyon, <laughs> Terry. <laughs> uh-huh. Guys, I lost her. <laughs> <laughs> No sh- Tim. We haven't seen telephone pole in uh, 20 miles. Clyde, thanks for coming oh, by. Oh, this is awesome. Uh, you bet. Hey, we don't even have to say bye because we're ending it right now. Right here. Are you coming on the You're coming on the show tonight, I'll right? be on the show. Are we in the prop room? We're in the prop room. Everybody's raving about it, by the way. Who's everybody? The seven a people couple, on Twitter. A couple of people on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Seven's better than no one. That's true. That is true. That's the Fox Sports Live story. I haven't really <laughs> been all that impressed, guys. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> I gotta be honest, it doesn't look great. <laughs> Jim Jackson looks good. Can yeah. we get Terry on the phone oh. in the prop room? How I good bet would we that could. Be? Perfect. How good would it be? I love Terry. She's if- Terry's beautiful. I love Terry, and I love Tim. Like that story. Yes, we know. I love Tim. Oh yeah, that. no, we we the affection for Tim is very real. But I love the idea of us doing <laughs> the Jane Dan show in the prop room. And all the interviews, Brando's in the corner on the phone with Terry. Oh, it would be amazing. Trying to drown it out. We'll it see how it amazing. goes. Uh, Was that joke about me? <laughs> <laughs> Was that one? <laughs> uh, make sure you visit uh, jandan.com. Send us your comments. Uh, follow us on Twitter. You can you guys follow. have a website? Yeah. Yeah, we do. It's pretty important stuff. Uh, Instagram, Snapchat, Jane Dan Snaps. We're Snapchatting. 
Snapping it up. I don't remember the last time I actually snapped on that thing. I remember the last time I had snaps. See you next week. It's going to be the Wayne Gretzky uh, podcast next week, number 99. So we're hoping to get Wayne Gretzky on it. Good luck. I love it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. (laughs) All right. Hi, this is Lisa Ann. This is the end of the podcast, so all you can get out of here.